This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com The pensioners are back but with no walking sticks in sight. They're carefree wherever they may be. They're the famous CFC. Blue is their colour and football is their game. If you come to Stamford Bridge, you'll remember their name. It's the Chelsea Fancast on Love Sport. Good evening, this is Love Sport Radio with your Chelsea fan cast. Um, yeah, on, on a cold night. It's it's Is it Guy Fawkes night yet? No, it isn't, is it? It's Sunday, isn't it's it? It's Taters in the Mould, mate. Taters in the Mould. Yeah, something like that. What yeah. is that dance you're doing? I'm doing a dance to... Everybody who says we hate Tottenham, Chelsea! That is, of course, the voice of Jonathan Kidd. Chelsea! Jonathan Kidd. That's right, thank you. Kiddo! Kiddo. That's the one. That's yes. the one. Uh, we're joined by Stanford Chidge. He's back. Hello. I'm, I'm filming myself on Instagram as we speak, which means I can multi How many people are watching you? You tart. Uh, 25,203. Nice. Not really. That means two. About five. Fair play. No, but it says the number in the corner, doesn't it? It does. I can't read it up. So, oh, four. There you go. Oh. Hello uh, to them four. Ben, Connor, and Connor. Two, co- well, one Connor. Do you know any Connors? I'm waving to them. I don't know. I went to university with a guy called Connor O'Connor. Did you? That's sad. Connor O'Connor and Dougal McDougal. (gasps) Were they related? That's a great... No. No. Parents are both drunk, though. Uh, And, uh, yeah. Hello to the the girl who likes balls. Come back when I can breathe. 
she's she's broken world records to she, run here across she's Black had a Rose slight Ridge. issue uh, getting it i mean the, the transport situation no, no 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 it's the apple situation so you go in the apple shop right yeah and you know exactly what you want you say i want this laptop this size hard drive can i have it Oh, you've got to get a queue behind 300 people who can't work their phone properly and need someone to, like, change the language back to English for them. <gasps> Have a fast lane. Muppets. That doesn't happen when I go into the one in Westfield. That's because you're special. Uh, what? Special needs? because your butler does the waiting for you That's and you just roll in when That's you get true, to the front of, of the queue. That's absolutely true, actually. What's his name again? It's Sopwith. Sopwith, yeah, you send him out there. <laughs> Not at Chelsea, that's Sinjin. He would wait <laughs> on him at Chelsea. No, that's Sopwith. Oh, is that Sopwith? What's yeah. Sinjin then? I don't have one called Sinjin. I've Did never you? heard no. He's the car oh, cleaner. Was, was that not your stuffed toy when you were little? We had this conversation. Yes. Yeah, that was it. Spelt St. John. Sinjin. <laughs> Let's talk Chelsea versus uh, Frank Lampard's Derby County. Sorry, sorry. FLDC, as yeah. they're called. Yeah, FLDC. Yeah. The fun-loving Derby County. Yeah. Them Rams. All the fun-loving Derby criminals. Go Rams, man. Go Rams. Go Rams. Go Rams. Yeah, I don't like this, uh, this font they use for everything. You know, it's, it's like, I just... Like this really weird italic font they use for everything. Who's that? Uh, FLDC. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's Ram sheep font, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. it is something like that. Yeah. Um, what did you make of uh, of the game? Obviously, uh, a lot of people talking about uh, Frank Lampard of the FLDC and just you know just saying praising him, if you like. It was a loving, wasn't it? It was a full on loving. I wish yeah. it hadn't been a loving while the game was still in the balance and we were playing against him though. Love him before, love him at half time, love him after. I did all of. Those. I think some people would have been happy if he'd won. You know, there was that kind of feeling well, in how, the uh, stadium. If you're Sarri, you'd be thinking, well. Oh, Sob this, I'm going home. Uh, you know, without, that's a lump of earth. It's not a swear word. Without without being contrary, <laughs> but much. being so. Well, yeah, I agree with you. I, I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the opposition manager. I don't care. If it's the Pope. You know, they're the enemy for 90 minutes. I'd have rather we didn't really, you know, uh, eulogise him during the game. But there is something about it being quite different it is frank lampard and of course we didn't really get the chance to, to say goodbye to him properly he sneaked out the back door well, as he, he said. did have one lap of the pitch last i mean he, exactly. he, he, he didn't get a full-on john terry no, he didn't no, you know, he love didn't. him no he didn't no. get to make and, and, a speech and he no. is and i would i would argue that he may well forever be our greatest, greatest player yeah i agree no, completely. I, I love him i just do you know what i love more i love all the people that moaned that they were bored in the last three games, and then moaned because it was exciting. <laughs> you well, can't so have chosy, both isn't it? people. I'm disappointed. He's a bit flawed. He's got a slight bald patch. I know. Did <gasps> you see on the blog? I said, now I feel really old. Has My he really got a bald crush patch? Has got a bald no, patch. no, he's got a he's got a bald smear. Is it kind of sort he's of he's combed yeah, it, goes it back right. over that hit that yeah, like current hair. Well, if you, if you look at Frank Lampardini, he's got a bit of the solar panel going on, hasn't he? He has, but yeah. he, he he rather cleverly. Just you know, yeah. comb over. It's not quite. It's not quite Bobby Charlton. No, that would. No, no I don't think anybody. Ralph Coates was the worst. <laughs> yes. Remember Ralph Coates? He used to come off. Yeah, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other one was was no, poor old Bill McGarry of Wolves, <laughs> really? poor man who in, was interviewed at the end of match of the day once in a, or, or even um, the big match in a howling gale, and it went. It went, having appeared, and he'd all, it's rather glued rather beautifully on, it suddenly went, Foof, like that, down the side of his face, just dangling there, and you were sort of rather embarrassing, because he had to do the rest of the it's interview with this Trump's. thing. Uh, and, you know, probably, no, but awful. I think Trump is... Well, apparently Trump's, Trump's some, they, yeah, they, they comb it forward into yeah, a yeah, massive yeah, point, yeah. and then, like, Flip bend it back. It back. Yeah. 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 But I think Lenin, they've got... Lenin Greg Cowboys go America yak on style. his head. Have you ever seen that film by Aki Karazmaki? 
No, you've got Sorry, I'm getting a bit cultural. And oh, was, but they had great big kind of, yeah, you know... Yeah. Uh, flock of seagulls. Well, that's very flock of seagulls. <laughs> yeah. um, everyone happy with Fakata Tamori scoring his first ever Chelsea goal? Oh, I thought it was legendary. I have, to, I have to be honest, Darren, I laughed, which is pretty <laughs> cruel. But he, he did just put in a pretty amazing tackle. To, well, to be he honest, Zappacosta bottled right out of well, it. Well, don't, don't start me on Zappacosta. But he... But, and then he unfortunately how we managed to back heel it in from there but he, he i thought you know to be fair to tamori i thought he you know that could have destroyed some players doing yeah. that but i thought he recovered really well and i thought he had a pretty good game to be honest did you see louise giving him a big hug yeah i thought the whole thing was perfect for halloween actually <laughs> why it, because the goals Tricks were or scored treats? by by owen ghoul and, oh, uh, very good! I see what you've done there. And he jeans, is. but he's not wearing anything underneath. I will be changing into my. So you have a proper so, so for people later. who obviously can't see because it's radio, he has on jeans and trainers, and then he has on like a white shirt and a dicky bow and a jacket. Yes, because I'm halfway to uh, attending a, a dinner this evening. Okay, don't yes. forget to change, otherwise. No, I won't. Like, I won't be like letting. Hipster. Well, yeah, I wouldn't mind that actually. <laughs> Just to prove that he is wearing a tux, I will take photographic evidence of said tux. Chidge's like properly teched himself up this week. I well, mean, I, I've just he's discovered he's Instagram. Really proud, well, now he can't eat or drink anything nice. He's got to occupy yeah, his time somehow. But I, I can honestly say to me that was the, one of the silliest games I have ever it seen. It was bonkers, wasn't but it? it was Absolutely. Fun. But Every it was, goal was an own goal. But well, it, apart from theirs. No, but even, even Fabregas has hit him on the back yeah. and went in. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that was, was an own goal. Yeah. He was having the worst game ever until that point as well. Ooh, Fabregas. Oh, it was way too fast for oh, him. It was much too It was quick. very fast. I was very impressed with Derby's yeah, energy yeah, levels. Yeah, their energy was great. They were really yeah. unlucky they not to win, I thought. They didn't flag until injury time. But also, no. he had it sus because he just put somebody on Cahill. It, it, well, I don't agree with that. I think mm. what, what they did do, and maybe we'll have to do this after the break, yeah, but, you know, basically, I think what they did was a job on Fabregas and that put pressure on Cahill yeah. and Christensen because they had to play out from the back and they can't. Well, but I was I... told a completely different theory were by you? a tactician. I'd be very interested to hear that. Yes. Did you have your own tactician? Next to me, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, with, what what, was, what was the update? What, how was hospitality um, uh, on, on Wednesday night? There's too many Skittles. Was it Tuesday night or Wednesday night? Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah there, there weren't any Smarties. No. But uh, I was happy because the the heron was on. Uh, ah, yeah. toasted? Yeah, toasted heron. Toasted heron. Well, that's often, that's often a breakfast dish, isn't it, at Chelsea? Yeah, but they decided they had some some left Some leftover. Left but it, but it, it, it's better the older it gets. And it defrosted well enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the toast of there, and yeah, the view from hospitality, which gives a little classical music. Bed. Do I read that um, we got time goes, for an anecdote? Oh, is the cult- opera singer. Football <laughs> is the game. We got. Uh, I was doing some reading, but I'm doing an article about Chelsea and World War One for the local newspaper for next week, and uh, I read an article um, talking about how posh we were back in like 1909, and it was said that the players sat down and feasted on roast mutton and dry toast. They feasted. Kick-off. They feasted just before kickoff, and then they got a lot of derogatory coverage because one of them was seen to be kissing another when he scored oh, <gasps> terrible disgusting oh. anyway we're going to take Always a break controversial. and we're going to speak to uh, Oliver Hardboard next on Love Sport Love Sport 558 AM Love Sport I work for a spokesman said.com we can help you save money on your home insurance all you need to do is visit a spokesman said.com and find out if we can find you a better deal Ian Stone's Comedy Breakfast on Love Sport 
Megan has been told not to <laughs> cuddle koalas because she might... She might catch a sexual disease. Correct. Of koalas. Yeah. Oh, really? Koalas got chlamydia. Are they sexually very active koalas? Oh, they I mean, they're it. very cuddly. You know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, we know what that Oh, means. you know that then, do you? You're scaring me now, <laughs> you know. What are you trying to say? Anyway, You're scaring koalas me. koalas have got chlamydia. Koalas got chlamydia. don't want to get chlamydia when you're pregnant. All she's going to do, potentially, is get weed on by a chlamydia, and that's how she might catch it. By a, uh, by a koala. By a, by a chlamydia. Chlamydia bears. To be honest, if they were called chlamydia bears, you wouldn't touch them, would you? I'm going to cuddle the chlamydia bear. Weekdays from 6.30am. Love sport. Yeah, time to get our uh, regular insight into uh, the the just the, the press side of of Chelsea. What's gone on uh, in the week in, in in press with Chelsea? Press conference today. Press, Aaron. Is, is that what it's called? It is because there's a press conference on a Friday, unless it's Europa League Cup, in which case it's on a Thursday. Or Europa League Cup. You well, Premier a cup, competition in Europe. Can I make an announcement, please? Yes. Yeah. Due to unforeseen circumstances, Fulham Broadway Station is closed. Do you know what that was? It was a hole in the road. It was a hole, hole in the road. Something to, no, no, it was something to do with uh, Thames Water. I know that. I walked I know down that's there. I walked was. down there after spending some time in the uh, in my area. Yes. And uh, it was open. Yeah, yeah, same. I went I went next door with Lady Celia and drank gin and ate cheesy chips. And when we came out, it was open. <laughs> yeah. Nice one. Let's talk to uh, Ollie Harbour. Let's get press conference today. How are you, Ollie? <laughs> Very good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not bad. And, and since we've been doing this show, we always have to open up this section with uh, with one question. What was Sari's vibe today? Uh, pretty chilled, as it has been all season. Uh, you know, nothing really going wrong for him at the moment, is there, since the green field? I think going pretty swingly. So, uh, yeah, pretty chilled vibe from, uh, from the man in charge. And obviously, talking about Eden Hazard's injury and whether he'll start or play some part of the game on Sunday. And then just generally uh, have a little bit some bobs about Ruben Loftus-Cheek as well, about how he's, he's probably not going to loan him out in January. I think he sees him as a key player of the squad, especially if they go late into the Europa League stage as well. So, yeah, pretty uh, pretty cool from Terry. So, Ollie, good to, to, good, to, good to speed you. I've spoken to you for ages, Ollie, but uh, uh, thanks for coming on as always. Uh, the, the Hazard thing, he seemed to indicate that Hazard... Uh, might only be fit enough for 45 minutes on Sunday. But, you know, I seem to record he said that before and then Hazard's ended up playing the whole game. So what do you think? Do you think we're going to see him for the whole game or, or does he really mean it? It will only be 45 minutes. No, I think he'll start. I think he'll play at least, you know, seeing how seeing how the game goes. If they're sort of in a comfortable lead with 70 minutes on the clock, then he'll probably take him off then. But, yeah, he has said that before and he's played the full game and also... He has been back in training since Tuesday, whether it's with the squad or, or just doing fitness work or what it, whatever. You know, he wasn't part of the Derby squad, obviously, to, to make sure that he didn't aggravate that back injury. But I can't see him not starting. I think he will start the game on Sunday and then he should be probably rested, I'd, I'd say, at Bate on Thursday night. Mm. And uh, I, I, I seem to think that, the, you know, the, I know the journalists were quite concerned about Kante's, uh, you know, mental state at the moment, given... You know that he was at Leicester for for a year or two, and uh, the very tragic events of what happened last weekend. But Sarri seemed to be quite confident that he's okay. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think if he wasn't okay, then he wouldn't have played the game against Derby. Uh, you know, he did say that he hadn't spoken to him specifically about it, but I'm sure that N'Golo Kante would have would have flagged up whether he wasn't right to play on Wednesday night and then whether he'd be right to play this weekend as well. Obviously, a really tragic time for Kante. You know, the, the guy brought him over to, to England to play from France and obviously a big part of that club and a big part for a lot of the players. So, you know, that would have affected him massively, along with Danny Drinkwater, obviously, as well. We can't forget about him in this. Um, but I think Kante should be in the right frame of mind and he should be all right to play on Sunday. Mm. Some of the players are going off to the funeral tomorrow. Do you know if he's part of that uh, that party uh, going? I, I wouldn't have thought he was with the game on Sunday. Um, you know, I'm sure that Mauricio would have said something about that on um on, the, on today's press conference, I know. I think the Leicester players are on their flying out after the after the game, uh, after their game of the weekend. But I don't think uh, Cantley will be part of that. Mm. Uh, he also talked about uh, the fact that we've had such a fantastic start, didn't he, Ollie? And, and I think, like us, he, he didn't quite expect it either, did he? No, not at all. I mean, if you look back to his first press conference when he was unveiled, he said that it was actually going to be a, a pretty poor first couple of months, you know, he was changing the style completely of the of the team, the way they played. Um, you could maybe look back at the fixture schedule and think that maybe that played a part in them starting so well, you know, having a decent schedule with only really Arsenal, and then they were going through a transition state, uh, stage as well. But, uh, yeah, really surprised, and I think he's been delighted. He did talk about there's still a lot of work to do defensively. I think every week he said that that's the one key area where they are still slipping, and I think if you showed, I know it was a completely changed back form goalkeeper on Wednesday night, but there's still some issues there defensively, and, and that's something he's going to look to address, I think. Mm, talking of the defence, uh, you know, some, some supporters, much to my horror and disappointment, seem to think that Gary Cahill is indefensible. Uh, but Sarri's basically keeping him as certainly the club captain. Uh, I mean, Aspie tends to be the captain on the pitch because he's starting more regularly than Gary, but uh, you know, what kind of a statement do you think he's making by, by keeping Cahill as captain? Well, I think it, it actually hard back to, to what Antonio Conte used to say about John Terry in his final year, you know, saying how important John Terry was to him on and off the pitch. And he actually said the exact same thing today. Mauricio Sarri said the same thing about Gary Cahill today. And I think he is a, a crucial player. You know, that you can't, when you come in, you can't just get rid of everyone. And also, you know, ostracise everyone as well. So I think keeping him as captain, seeing that the players respect him as a club captain as well, was a big statement. Whether it makes any difference to him leaving in January, I don't think it does really. I mean, he, he was asked a question about Ruben and Gary Cahill today, and he sort of said quite firmly that Loftus Cheek at the moment is not for a loan. But he kind of, you know, went around the subject of Gary Cahill a little bit. You know, he said it, it was up to him, it's up to the club rather than very much, I want him to stay in January. Mm. So for now, he remains as club captain, but let's be honest, Aspie's the real captain on the pitch. Gary Cahill had a long chat with Jody Morris at the end of the game on Wednesday, and I was wondering whether he was trying to tap him up, actually. Because that would be... Uh, what, uh, Gay- uh, Cahill's tapping Jody up? Or? <laughs> no, I think the other way. <laughs> Possibly the other way round. Yeah. I tell you what, though, I, I think it's really interesting that, uh, you know, it's a good job that Sarri uh, let the... I mean, basically, from what I understand, it was the players who said they wanted Gary as the captain. So it's a good job they asked the players, who, of course, know nothing about anything that goes on at the club, rather than the FIFA 18 fans on Twitter, (laughs) you know. So uh, aren't we lucky that they actually bothered to ask the people that matter most? Yeah, I think there's a a couple of candidates in there as well, wouldn't they? I mean, Eddie Hazard obviously was being thrown around, and David Louise is another sort of leader on the pitch, but 
I think, yeah, as you rightly say, I think he did ask the players, and he did say he would do that as well when he was making his decision. And they obviously, they're happy for Cahill to carry on as captain and ask the question to be the captain on the pitch if he's playing and Cahill isn't. I think that's sort of a formula that's one of the performance, and I don't think it's going to change the dynamic of the team much at all. Did Surrey mention anything about uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek playing on the right wing, which he did for the whole of the game against uh, Derby County, as opposed to any other position? Because he has played him in different positions, which seems to be a, a problem we have with him. I thought he played pretty well right wing, but it clearly isn't the position that he's going to play in, is it? No, and I don't think it's the position that Loftus-Cheek particularly wants to play in. You get the impression, and, and sort of Surrey mentioned it today, that if he wants to play as a mid- midfielder, sort of hinting at the fact that Loftus-Cheek's preferred position is probably the one that Ross Barkley's playing in at the moment, or maybe in Gary Lacante's playing on the other side. You know, I don't think he wants to play in the wing, and he didn't mention that's something that he would take forward. But I think it's a real option. I think, you know, personally, I'd prefer to see Loftus-Cheek because no one else playing that role over Victor Moses, I have to say. Um, you know, I'd like to see him play as much as he possibly can. But I think that, you know, he really still is battling it out for that one midfield spot with Barkley, who, at the moment, you've got to say, has to be playing at the moment. You know, he's nominated for October Player of the Month. He's playing extremely well, three goals in his last three Premier League games. And, uh, you know, Monsieur Kovacic as well, who obviously they're probably going to be quite keen to keep uh, more than just the season long loan that they have at the moment. So it's difficult for him, but at the moment, Terry doesn't want to lose him in January, by the sound of it. Mm. Ollie Harbord from Football.London you are absolutely brilliant thank you once again for joining us this evening this is Love Sport Radio on the back of this we're going to carry on talking about Chelsea versus FLDC the Super Rams (laughs) from Ali to Zaha we've got it covered Love Sport Radio can you save money on your car insurance Chris did with a little help from a spokesman said.com getting real people real savings I'm Chris from Leicestershire, a truck driver. I went on a spokesman set, which was very easy to use for an old kit like myself. And the £300 savings enabled me to take my granddaughter to Pontins on holiday. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesmansaid.com. Real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesmansaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. The Lord's Taverners, the leading disability youth cricket charity in the UK, is all about giving young people a sporting chance. There are lots of events you can get involved in over the coming months, from the Lady Taverners Christmas lunch with Jimmy Tarbuck to the Christmas Carol concert featuring Joanna Lumley. The charity continues to raise millions and last year alone donated over 40 minibuses to schools and clubs and provided over 3,900 cricket coaching sessions. Visit lordtaverners.org to find out more information and how you can get involved. Divorce law proceedings can be frustrating and even seem unfair, especially if you command a high income or you own a business or if you're a man. Men with assets and children depend on their divorce lawyers. It's important to hire a lawyer that has the right skills. Cordell & Cordell works to help men protect their financial assets and the future role they play in their children's lives. Call 0330-6060-161 or visit cordellcordell.co.uk. A partner men can count on. As a parent, you want to protect your kids. You know you can't keep them wrapped up in cotton wool forever, but there are some things that you can do, like keeping their vaccinations up to date. Some childhood diseases are on the rise again, like measles and whooping cough, and they can cause severe illness. Childhood vaccinations can help prevent them. So... Are your child's vaccinations up to date? 
To find out more, search online for NHS vaccination. Love Sport, 558 AM. Love Sport Radio with your London football fan shows. Of course, Bolton Wanderers taking on the Moiti Villa tonight. You know the Moiti Villa. 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 Villains. Villains. Up the Villa. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep you up to date with uh, what's going on there. We're going to be speaking to Mark very very shortly. Did you want to have a rant, Alex? I do because we were going to talk about how long is the rant going to be. Uh, not that long. Just oh, I've just had it with the Twitterati and their death to Cahill nonsense. This man has won everything for our club, not least the Champions League, on one leg. He is professional, he's eloquent, he never gives less than 100%. English. He's English. He was never bought to be John Terry. He was bought as backup and homegrown quota, and he has exceeded what was expected of him at every turn. He's won and it I all. am bored out of my mind of listening to people hate on Cahill. And I know Chidges as well. I'm, I, I'm really angry about it because... You know, look, the bottom line is, yeah, is he our best ever defender? No. You know, is uh, is he probably good enough to be playing for us now? Probably not. But it doesn't matter. You, you know, he, he bleeds blue. He's put in everything for the shirt. And... You know, he is. He, you know, he, just leave a guy alone for God's sake. What? What? Why do? Pe- where do people get off on abusing people so out of their own inadequacy and sense of entitlement? Which is what it's really all about. Did they have it? a go at Christensen on Wednesday? No, they should have. I done. thought yeah. that Cahill was under pressure because Christensen was worse. And out Fabregas of the two of them. was being being. You know, they they stopped the supply line from yeah. Fabregas, which put pressure on the back four. Emerson and, and Zappacosta, are, 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 you know, I don't think are good enough. The underlying frankly. issue for all of it was the fact that Jorginho wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, let's take a call. Mark is in Cincinnati, Ohio. Hi, Mark. Greetings. Hello, Mark. I'm sorry, we, we were in full rant mode there. We know we knew you were on, and Aaron was kind of hitting us with a hammer to say, shut up, because you've got Mark on the line. But we were so angry, and st- all three of us, actually, we're really angry about this treatment of Gary Cahill. I'd love to know where you stand on that. Unless you disagree with us, in which case, shut up. <laughs> in, which case, in which case, click. Uh, <laughs> my take on Gary Cahill is the same take on any other player who wears the kit. He's a Chelsea player. Yeah. I feel you can critique a player without, I mean, just slandering the guy. I or mean, threatening his wife and children, even. <laughs> yeah, like, to me, that's just disgusting. I, I wouldn't do that to an opposing player, so I'm damn sure not going to do it mm. to one of my own players. I mean, is he good enough to play for us anymore? Probably not. When he gets out there, do I hope he sucks? Absolutely not. And I think there's a lot of there's a segment of every fan base who generally root against the team just so they can say, "Hey, I was right about Cahill. He's no good, and we lost." Ha ha. I will never do that. I root for him because he plays for us. If he goes somewhere else, thank you for your service. You did a great thing. You won pretty much everything possible there is to win, except for the World Club World Cup. So I mean, he was a good servant. 
He goes out there. He plays hard. I hope he does well. I don't want him to do bad. Whether he's good enough to play, I mean, that's that's a judgment up to the coach. But I mean, off, I mean, I have off no the pitch as well. He's uh, an ambassador for the club. He's never put a foot wrong. Never. You're a nice bloke. Never period. brought on any yeah. controversy. Nothing. I just don't understand where you know. And it, let's be clear about this. You know, our our our, our image. Uh, of, of people who do this kind of abuse is usually through social media and our immediate image is oh it must be 12 year olds sitting in their bedroom but the reality is it's not just 12 year olds sitting in their bedroom it's grown adults they're too busy it. playing fifa yeah well you know it's, uh, it, it's it's you can't just say it's the kids because i think it goes much wider than that and i and i actually think you know i think that this is a societal problem this is not just a gary cahill stroke football problem but there just seems to be thanks to social media people now think that they can say what the hell they like to somebody no matter how offensive and vile it is and and some of this stuff i mean you know william gets it you know you one week it's william the next week it's cahill zaha's treatment in the zaha, last week you know racist racism against his sexualized family. abuse yep you know, death threats. And it's the absolutely female out of Chelsea order. player with I hope oh, you yeah. get raped. Yeah, what? I mean, you know, it's just something needs to be done about. If, this. if you would not say what you're typing to someone's face to a stranger's face, then stop typing. Yeah, absolutely right. Anyway, Mark, what did you yeah. phone up for? <laughs> <laughs> uh, really, to talk about the game on Wednesday. I, what game? I live for the. <laughs> I live for the ninety minutes of Chelsea football and I can honestly say I have never wanted a match to end quicker than I did that one. It was the strangest weirdest feeling and I'm never going to sit here and critique people who go to the matches but I just found it absolutely odd that we kept singing Frank Lampard's song. It was like like they almost wanted the other team to win And, and on social media there was quite a few people who said you know hey I want Mason Mount to score I want him to play well I wouldn't mind if Chelsea loses, and that's beyond me. Well, that's just you know, nuts. like I want Mason yeah. Mount to score and own goal, maybe, and then like of course Tamori. you know Tamori does it, <laughs> and I felt horrible afterwards. Like that's not exactly what I wanted. I said it, but I didn't really want them to score an own goal, much less two. But I mean, I'll never root for anyone else other than my own squad. But it, I, it almost felt like it was affecting the players. You know what I mean? That they, it was like the crowd was rooting for the other team more than our own team. It, it was just the oddest game. The own goals. I was so happy. I think when they, that were the, they, they were there for the taking. It looked like we were going to lose. After the own goal, <laughs> I think they, all their heads went down, Derby, and uh, and then we, when, when they scored, it went back to kind of parity again. Like a head into the slaughter. Yeah. <laughs> if, if we hadn't, if they hadn't given those own goals, I honestly think we probably would have lost that match. I can honestly. Because there's say nothing that. on it the was... bench really to come. Like Giroud got given the night off, and Hazard. Drink wasn't water there. would have been on. Yeah, that's true. Well, he was too busy chatting oh, with Jesus. one of the Derby players on the touchline when he was warming up. I was like, always shut up and warm up. You're not there to hug your mate. Get on with the job. Um, Mark, we're going to have to leave it there because we've got another call waiting, but thank you very much well for done, joining Mark. us, pal. Well, Thanks for well uh, getting involved Bye-bye. once again. Let's uh, uh, we'll, we'll bring it back to the UK and, and go to... In fact, no, we'll go to a break and then we'll be back with Ray from Isha in Surrey. 0208 702 is the number to call if you want to come on and have your say. This is Love Sport. Ian Stone's Comedy Breakfast on Love Sport. Flashing was very in vogue in the oh. 70s. Every female friend of mine has been flashed. Mm. Every female friend. Not it was a just surprise. a thing that people did. Whereas now you can take a photo of it and just send it to a thousand people <laughs> if that's what you want to do. Whereas back in, although I wouldn't want to do that 
I, d- I don't know a photo. I don't even like passport photos. <laughs> so taking a photo of my penis and sending it, I'd have to get the lighting right. Just look at loads, go through contact sheets, going, oh, I don't know. Weekdays from 6.30am. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. 558 AM. Love Sport. Yeah, good evening. This is Love Sport Radio. 0208 If you want to get involved with the Chelsea fan cast tonight, Alex is here, uh, Kiddo's here, and so Stamford Chidge. Thank you. I've forgotten what your real name is, but I'm just going to keep calling you that. Anyway, let's, uh, let's, go to, uh, let's go to Ray. He's on the line from Isha. Hi, Ray. Hi there, it's Epsom again. <laughs> <laughs> we were we telling him that. We were telling him that, right? Do you, do you them know that, what right? the thing is? We, we, we've got a system here that automatically picks up where you are. Yeah, I guess that. Doesn't yeah. work, does it? <laughs> Maybe. It's <Yeah>. faulty. Yes. <laughs> Satellite's pointing the wrong way or something. Anyway, Ray, um, what would you like to say tonight, pal? Um, what I wanted to have a moan about is, I know you've spoken about this before on the podcast, about the um, the Chelsea merchandise. I know you've moaned about the mega store. I've not been there for ages, so I don't know quite what's been going on there. But <clears throat> I used to go to the uh, shop in Kingston, um, and I went there um, a little while back, and that's been closed down. And um, so, so I don't really know what the heck is going on, really, with, with trying to get older some Chelsea stuff, really. Yeah, you know, you're right. You're right, Ray. We have mentioned it, and in fact, actually, Alex was was privy to the conversations where this got raised at the last fans forum because she's our Chelsea fan cars rep there. But uh, I think the Kingston shop got shut down. I mean, they'll tell you through lack of demand, but I suspect it was very much to do with the fact that we don't have a mega store anymore. We have a Nike store. That's mm. Nike didn't want it because it yeah, wasn't big enough. Exactly. It wasn't worth their while. Which which belies something which I always found quite amazing because when when they opened that Kingston store. They said that they had done all this amazing scientific research and they'd found out that the epicentre of Chelsea supporters was, in fact, in Kingston. However, you d- you do... Well, you have to remember that Chelsea have just bought or acquired quite a, quite a large bit of land in Kingston. Have they? Yeah, Kings Meadow Stadium. Yeah, but they're going to play football there, mate. But uh, well, they might build a shop onto it. Nah, no, no, no. You're telling me they no, won't build a shop onto it? it's in the middle of nowhere. It. No, no. Well, it's, th- it's, down, it's down the road. It's the old you know? Don's... Yeah, but it's not like you yeah. go past it like you do... Yeah, but it's it. got parking. Yeah. So what, you would drive out there specifically? No. Yeah! Well, you might... Store. There are a lot of Chelsea supporters down that part of the world, we know. But the other, the other thing, Ray, is that... It, you know, people don't... I mean, as well as the store shutting in, in Kingston, which, if you live down that way, is annoying, to say the least, people are absolutely brassed off with the fact that it has become a Nike store and it doesn't sell stuff that people want to buy. And, yeah. as I said, Alex was at a meeting. Alex, you can tell, Ray, what happened, because it was that survey that came out of it, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, so it, it resulted in a sit-down with Nike account managers because there was so, so much animosity about the mega store, about what's available in there, and uh, reading between the lines coming from the the Chelsea board members that were present is that it is an ongoing battle with Nike or an ongoing negotiation. Well, I mean, and uh, we should, if we sit tight, 
it's something they're completely aware of and that they are working with daily to improve i mean a lot of other people got involved i mean Mm. the trust uh you know we did our own version of the survey i asked the question where are your sales and they wouldn't say their official answer was not where we'd like them to Mm. be which i read as being if you're if you're within 70 percent of your projected (laughs) then you're you're working miracles but that's not really the point the point is is that in in the survey and the results that we got what came across loud and clear right and if i if i was to ask you now what your five things you hate most about it i can guarantee you that that's all gone in the survey because it was incredibly consistent Mm. what people said it's overpriced it's full of nike stuff it's not chelsea enough you can't buy the stuff we used to like books dvds the um, no no fa cup winners t-shirt no. The most interesting thing that came out of the poll I did was that they would be expecting, the, say, the Americans that come over for two games a season to go and drop £600 in there at a time. Because they do. They come over and they spend a fortune. And I had them contributing and emailing saying that they don't even go in there when they come over now. So they've, loosed, they've lost that as well as the... the main fan base they've lost the the sort of the the occasional tourist fan who would usually come over and spend a fortune you know i i wouldn't i think a lot of the uh you know the pressure in a sense to get us to deliver these kind of survey results i think it's actually come from the club i think that they realize that people have got the hump about this so i I wouldn't be surprised if something changed changes actually ray Uh, would that please you well yeah because say i'm not been to the mega store for, for quite some time but I, I went there not that long after it first opened and it was pretty impressive then I mean mm. I even had a I remember you could get an Arlie Davison in, in the Chelsea livery uh, in those days and and uh, you know it was full that you could get models of Stamford Bridge and, mm. and all the rest of it and it was a really nice place to go to have a look around and stuff like that I've been um, in um, but, several but it was as you say, the stuff has always been very expensive, and even you know, when I went to Kingston, it tended to be the stuff they had on sale that I would try to buy because I couldn't really afford the the, uh, the full price stuff. You know, it, it was never cheap. I will say that in every meeting I've been in, and that's not only fans forum, but there's there's been some marketing meetings as well, some um, like where we were called in with Nike to review campaigns and things like that. The emphasis is on. All Chelsea want from us is evidence, evidence, polls, surveys, mm. proof yeah. that this isn't a few people whining and, and that the club have been very proactive with soliciting that proof out of the fans so that they can then put it in front of Nike and say with an argument that the club have been proactive in doing that. Mm. Well, hopefully they'll, they'll get to change something. Anyway, apart from all that, it's been ages since we've heard you on this show, right? It's really lovely that you phoned up again. How are things with you? Are you happy with the, with the start we've made to the season? Yeah, I've been really surprised, uh, pleasant, pleasantly surprised that uh, you know it's gone so well because uh, we kept hearing that it would take ages for the everything to bed in with the new manager and, and what have you. But uh, we're still unbeaten, which can't be bad. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really pleased. This if we could only get ourselves a decent centre forward, um, we would have a chance of winning the league. I think. And mm, I know what you mean about that. I was talking. Funnily enough, I did the show with Kerry today. Carrie Dixon, and uh, you know he he's been on Morata's case mm. from the minute we signed him. I mean, he, he didn't even really think much of him when we all thought he was fantastic in comparing him to Osgood. But even I managed to get Kerry to admit that the game against Burnley, he looked to have made some sort of an appro- improvement because yeah. at, at least he was getting stuck in. But time will tell, eh? Won't it, Ray? Well, yeah. I mean, I suppose you've got to try and stick with him at the moment because uh, he did look, as you say, did look good when he first came. He was being compared to Aussie and all the rest of it, but um, since then it's not gone. It's, it's a long line of disappointing. Ch- 
Chelsea centre forwards, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it certainly has been. Uh, Ray, thank you so much for your call this evening. Great to hear from you. You can give us a call this evening if you want to talk about the uh, the mega store issue and the branding and the the whole Nike uh, conundrum that Chelsea are currently experiencing. We prefer fiasco. Fiasco, yeah. yeah call it. Can <laughs> I was just trying to be polite, <laughs> no. but uh, yeah, o two o eight seventy twenty five five eight is the number to call. It's at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. We're going to be speaking to former Chelsea manager John Holland next. Giving your team the coverage they deserve. Love Sport Radio. When looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance, Jim went on the spokesmansaid.com and saved hundreds. I'm Jim. I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the car insurance for our Citroen C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman said and saved an incredible £600. Just amazing. Signing up to a spokesman said, best thing I could have done. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesmansaid.com. Getting real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. If you're in business, I bet you hate wasting money. We Do Taxi Tops can help you achieve minimum wastage on your advertising costs and maximum exposure. Our revolutionary taxi tops can target your potential customers in the right place at the right time. So your message has the greatest potential for making an impact. We Do Taxi Tops. Visit WEDOOH.com. We Do. The smarter, quicker way of advertising in London. Supporting London businesses of all sizes. Have you seen that change for life? It's all about small changes we can all make to be healthier. Like trying to cut back fat. There can be a lot of hidden fat in our food. So for starters, we just need to check labels and go for low-fat options. Simple. And take a bacon butty. That can be made healthier just by trimming the fat and grilling it rather than frying. Easy. That way we're cutting fat and reducing the risk of heart disease or stroke. It's easy to be food smart. For more ideas to help you and your family cut back fat, search Change for Life online. The Novotel London Blackfriars, the official hotel partner of Love Sport. Located just minutes away from the city and London's famous South Bank. You can kick back and taste the flavours of the world at the Jamboree Bar and Grill and enjoy all the sights of London in style. The Novotel London Blackfriars Love Sport. Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play. This is Love Sport. Yeah, good evening. This is Love Sport Radio with your Chelsea fan cast, and um, unfortunately, the Chelsea, uh, the Chelsea world was was sad to hear the death of former player and manager Ken Shellito uh, in uh, in Kuala Lumpur. Joining us now is uh, is John Hollins. John, you uh, you played with Ken. Um, I mean, first and foremost, you know, condolences for your loss of a former teammate. But but what was he like uh, uh, as a uh, as as a teammate? He was a very good teammate. He was like he was like my big brother, and he used to try and say to me, "Hey, don't get too too busy doing this, doing that. You make sure you're in front of me, and you're defending me as well." So, in in many ways, he did. He sort of just taught me the the way of playing uh, right sided midfield and dropping him to protect him and. 
you know, I, I was, well, I was absolutely flabbergasted with him that he's passed away. I know he had serious sort of injuries all those time, and he, he could have been, he could have been the England player that would have been in the World Cup virtually, but he just had these, you know, weaknesses in, the, in his knee, which was a terrible shame. What were his strengths, John, in particular, as a fullback? His strengths were, and I think he brought in a new way of playing fullback. Fullback was, you got a left winger. You deal with him, you play against him, you, you don't get caught, you know, when the ball is knocked over your, your head. He had pace and strength, he had real strength. But what he did do, and, and moved me out the way a couple of times, was coming on the outside of the winger, like Bert Murray, there would be a boat there, and he'd be on the outside of him, whipping in these crosses, going in, and actually, he would have been a, a, a great fullback. So he was an overlapping fullback, era. wasn't he, in an, but, in an era he, when, he when Tommy Dock that, yeah. brought them in? Absolutely, and you know, Eddie McCready. Eddie McCready on the other flank, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and usually they were both going the same same time so we had to stay back say did you then you nipped in you nipped in for him if he if he did that did you then absolutely just drop in yeah and it it, is just that sort of but he he, there was nothing flash about him and you know whenever i used to go home he was on the train he used to go on the underground with me and uh dropped me off at waterloo and uh, he used to take the mickey out on me and shout, you know, say, bye, darling, see you, darling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going all red, I'm thinking, what's he doing, what's he doing? Yeah. But it's a really good guy, super, super guy. Uh, I mean, I, I, hi, John, it's Chidge here. I, I, you know, I, I, I really didn't meet him very many times, and, and unlike Jonathan, I was too young to have seen him play, sadly, but uh, I do remember him turning up to the uh, Eddie McCready book launch that we had, in under the bridge i think it was last year and it was yeah. he was such a lovely guy and and i also know that uh you know like like a few of you actually to be fair but uh he was on facebook and he 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 was friends with so many chelsea supporters so he's a very open lovely guy and i think it, it it it's touched quite a lot of us even the younger ones like me as i said who didn't see him play but he was a lovely guy wasn't he he was and um when he when he sort of got into the injury side of it, and he couldn't couldn't play, he played about 140 or 148 games. Um, but you know, in pain sometimes because of the stiffness in his left knee and causing a problem. But then he decided to retire, and then he put all his knowledge into the youth team, and we produced a lot of very good young players in the youth team not necessarily for Chelsea but they would go on and have other very good very good careers through because of Ken Shelter. Mm. so did did um I mean because you know what one of the fact actually you know one of the things that we celebrated at the Eddie McCready book launch was really you know the rise of that that very young team we had in in 75 uh well you know when we got relegated and eddie uh, you know managed the side and we had that as i said most of the players that we had in there were from the youth side who were, were, were much loved and, and fondly remembered so was was uh was ken very much responsible for bringing those guys on exactly he he did bring them through 
he, I mean, certainly in the, in the reserve team, he made sure that he had, through a youth setup, um, he used to push them into the reserves as well. And they did. They, you know, they were good players and they had a good, there was no buying players. We didn't have to, you know, I don't think we could afford to buy players. Mm. He created these players and made them strong characters. I mean, say, Ken only had one England cap, or just to remind you, one England cap, and that was a, a way to Czechoslovakia. And because of the injury again, it stopped him going further and further and becoming, you know, George Crime was the World World Cup right back. But I, I must say, I've got to say, Ken was a little bit more different to that, but terrific player mm. and that's it his England career again was stopped so he had still had lots more in him and he would determine that uh, the younger players that came up he, he rubber stamped them and said hey get in that team come on get in get in get in and Chelsea were a very very good youth set up. Mm, I had a chat with him at the Eddie McCready evening and I said, now listen, everybody, when I was uh, watching him, everybody said his name was Shiletto, uh, uh, they all said. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> I said, your name's spelled S-H-E-L-L-I-T-O, surely it's Shiletto. And he yeah. said, he said, yeah, Shiletto. I said, then why, why was this, the, this kind of Almost as if people <laughs> felt they knew him better than me by saying, "No, no, mate, no, no, it's it's Ken Shiletto," and, and I, I was always confused by that. He said, "No, no, it's definitely Shiletto." I said, "Well, you would know, wouldn't you?" So, so, uh, but uh, yeah, he was a uh, very approachable man. I, I, I enjoyed. I like watching players and then being able to chat to them. And in fact, I, I chat to you regularly because I sit next to Lynn behind you on... I saw you on Wednesday. Oh, yes. And I'm just there because yeah. I'm Jonathan just behind you there. So yeah. so I'll remind you well, that we've spoken during the week next time I see you on uh, Sunday. John, you can get his autograph if you like. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, yeah, but he goes, not now, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. John, uh, you know, uh, Ken, Ken went into, you know, management, obviously. I know, I know he ended up managing in Malaysia and stuff but of course he managed us didn't he uh, after Eddie went uh, you know and uh, uh, I mean he kept us in the first division didn't he for a start but I always remember that match against Liverpool the 4-2 when we we beat the reigning European champions in the oh, FA Cup yes. and of course he was manager then wasn't he he was and but again Ken would could develop into it and he, he would have been a good manager and, and again we started to, to get things and we started to get into the first division and, you know, you, you then need other things to come in. But he, I think, he still would have been a very, very good manager. And I, I don't quite know what ha- happened then. I think other, he needed somebody else coming in. can't remember the name of the manager that came in to replace him. Mm, yeah. But I think it was just a year. It was maybe a year Ken had and got everything in order in the right way players were playing and then they just needed may- maybe better senior players to it was come Jeff in. Hurst, wasn't it? To take this kid. Yeah, yeah, I think was... Blanchflower, Danny Blanchflower, Danny Blanchflower came Blanchflower in after Ken. Oh, yeah, no, right. yes, Danny was. Yeah, yeah. And then, then Jeff. Well, yeah. It was, he was, it, coach, it was it was swapping. It was always yeah. swapping players over and swapping managers over then in those days until it came a stable person. You know. 
Yeah, John, um, very, very quickly, just your thoughts on um, on Sarri and, and how this season is going so far. What I like about him, he doesn't shout out and everything else. Like, he doesn't dive into the crowd like the other guy did. Um, did you not approve? Uh, sorry? Did you not approve of Conte flying into the crowd? Uh, no, yeah, but, yeah, but then he soon stopped doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this guy... You're saying he set too high a standard and then didn't keep it up? No, I wouldn't say that. I think he just had his own thought thinking, well, if I do that, I'll do that, I can do this. Once you win something, he wasn't diving into the crowd when you're losing, was he? No, no. no. But this guy is solid, and he looks as though he's he's actually got um, Hazard now playing, and he's got him playing. Okay, he's got injured, but Hazard wants to play. Mm. He's breaking his neck to get him to play again, and. Look at that. We've won three games in a row with without Hazard. We have, which is encouraging, John, isn't it? I was, uh, John, I was speaking to Kerry Dixon today, and, and yep. he, he was actually comparing Sarri in terms of his style and his manner with John Neal, which I thought was interesting. And, it, you know, it's yes. quite a paternal side to him by the looks of it. What, what do you think about but he, that? But he, he, he just he doesn't... I don't think he likes talking to the press. He... he says whatever he says but he doesn't do, overdo it i like he, the understatement as well yeah pick it correct picking the players going in there you don't see anything you don't you see him getting up and having an angry no. moment i've He's had, had enough of um superstar managers i think just a manager who does his job is he does his job. yeah he's solid and when he brings you into his office he tells you what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, but it doesn't go in any newspapers. Do you think that they can see through the haze of cigarette smoke when they go into the <laughs> office? Well, I had a, I, when I went to Arsenal, I had a no, no smoke. That's there, right, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't think I'd have a go at him because he's a big man. I've, I've heard that, that, that nobody tells him he's got to put it out, put it that way. So he's definitely the yeah. boss. Excellent stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then when he gets there, he'll get the end end of the season it'll be it'll be big cigars you watch this <laughs> yeah let's hope so john brilliant, brilliant to talk to you stuff. as always thank brilliant. you so much john uh, for joining us this evening former chelsea player and manager there john holland's with us on love sport radio of course uh, aston villa taking on bolton in the championship is villa one bolton nil jack Grealish with the goal for dean smith's men who haven't had the best of starts under their new coach um you watch that'll be john terry's fault yeah, we've we've got we've got. Is it John Terry's Aston Villa or Dean Smith's Aston Villa? Mm. Uh, Dean Smith's when they the when they lose, it will be John Terry's Aston Villa. Yeah. I think it's when they win, it will be John Terry's Aston Should Villa. Should be. <laughs> um, very quickly because we've got about two and a yeah. bit minutes. Yeah. Frank Lampard and Jody Morris, future Chelsea manager. Well, uh, not for me because I I love Frank too much, and you know a, a club like Chelsea. They, they get eaten up and chewed Spit out. Them out. I, I know that there's a lot of sentiment about that, isn't there? I mean, who knows? Maybe if he, I mean, if, if he's he a really good manager, other people, yeah, he might know. end up being. Uh, he's just a baby perfect in choice. the management yeah. but world, I, isn't he? he? He's clearly very bright. This we all know. He knows football inside out. Unlike Mourinho, he's played at the highest level and won everything. <laughs> so there's there's a lot. I think to to, to that's quite a laudable. Uh, you know, sentiment. I think that he could become a really top-class manager. He loves us, so why not? But I know, I know a lot of the people that I know 
kind of don't really want that to happen because we know it'll end in tears because that is how it works at Chelsea. Yeah, that is uh, often how it works at Chelsea. Kiddo, not for you? Uh, not yet. Eventually, possibly, but they're then it'll probably be two or three babies, years. They're babies, aren't they? They are. The they are. And letting them have their moments. Let them get Derby up. I think you'll get Derby yeah, up. I, I think you're very impressed by the way but they the play. The football they're playing. Very, very And actually, you know, I, I thought, stuff. I thought what he and Jody, don't forget Jody's input into this, but I thought what they did tactically to negate us was very impressive on Wednesday, actually. And I think a lot of that was down to them. To be honest, if they'd gone there and got absolutely battered, mm. I. I be disappointed for them because surely they they know obviously a lot of the players they know there's certain styles the way mm-hmm. they do things yeah. um so it showed that, i think yeah 100 percent. i think um i think they've done well but one thing i always say with lampard you know don't get me wrong he's, he's gone in and he's, he's working at a championship club but he's gone into probably one of the richest championship clubs in in, in mm. the division one that whose owner just chucks and money don't in. underestimate as well there's morris with all the experience of coaching yeah so don't I thought it Mel Morris the chairman no. <laughs> but he no. hasn't um, he, he's not looking to buy at the moment he doesn't need to well they ha- they, he's been told he, he has to sell he's got a direct pipeline to our ladies he has to sell uh, we're going to go for a quick break this is Love Sport Radio with your news next this is Love Sport Radio approaching 8 o'clock across the capital have you done your Christmas shopping yet when's Christmas well it's it's on the way isn't it well when is it when is it? Well, that's important as to why, you know, I don't do my shopping until a week before, Aaron, like most Have you done your shopping? What kind of shopping? Christmas. I don't do it. My butler does it for Christmas me. Christmas shopping. <laughs> I have, but can I just say why? Because I have to get mine why? done in October and mid-November, because then all the Chelsea fans for the last couple of years have been collecting money for a oh, domestic yes. violence shelter, so I spend the last six weeks up to Christmas buying presents for poor homeless children. Well, I'm going to tell you where you can get a present for a Chelsea fan next. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
on 558am, online, on your smart speaker, and on digital radio. This is Love Sport. The pensioners are back, but with no walking sticks in sight. They're carefree, wherever they may be. They're the famous CFC. Blue is their colour, and football is their game. If you come to Stamford Bridge, you'll remember their name. It's the Chelsea Fancast on Love Sport. Having a domestic, right. a big Indian I'm just, punk I'm, of man laugh is shouting at Carter. What I'm going to do is, I'm going to do what uh, Kiddo used to do. I'm going to sit and look at the bin. So, <laughs> 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 like, you still here? Uh, uh, what, what? What, what? I'm looking at the bin. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. What did you feature on this track? This track? Oh, this Chelsea track? Yeah. Is, is this Blue Day? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, Is this that's, Blue Day? He's yeah. just done a verbatim sing-along, full-throated. Chelsea, Chelsea! <laughs> Chelsea, Chelsea! <laughs> so We're modesty. gonna make this a blue day! That's me singing on it. <laughs> <laughs> Which bit are you? I was just singing over it then, but the I'm, I'm there bit. in the background. Yeah. I'm there. I am, seriously. It's, you couldn't hear my dulcet tones going, We're going to make this a blue day! Sing, <laughs> sing up, Sopwith! Yes, exactly. He's doing it for me. <laughs> No, I am really Yeah, Yeah, uh, this is the Chelsea Fancast on Love Sport Radio. Thanks for joining us this evening. Now, before I was um, rudely sort of just... You interrupted yourself. Well, no, it was was Alex before the news. Oh, okay. Who who insisted on cracking on. Instead of asking for her own slot, which she, she will, you know, pick up. On, on her uh, her charity work that she's doing a little bit later on in the hour. But, yeah, uh, if you haven't purchased your Christmas presents yet, uh, everyone likes a football book. So, we're going to be speaking to Chelsea Chatter, who I believe is on the line. And uh, Chelsea Chatter is going to be telling us about 100 memorable matches. How are you? Thank you, 
yeah, not bad. The line's a bit iffy there, but we will do our best to uh, to stick with you. Tell us about it. Of course, um, you know, you, you're not the first person to have released a, a football book at this time of year. Um, it is very much a stocking filler, something to buy your, your mum or your dad or your brother or sister for Christmas. Uh, it, it's the ultimate present for a Chelsea fan this year. Yeah, I agree. I, I hadn't set out in that way to to have it as a Christmas thing. It just happened to be when it when it came out. But but it's about 100 memorable matches in Chelsea's history, starting back from their very first game in 1905, and it goes up until the 2018 FA Cup final. Um, and I was debating about how to set it out, but the way that it goes is in chronological order, rather than ranking them from from one to a hundred because um, people are always going to have their own opinions of things and can talk about these games themselves. But um, the reason that I've included these games are either for individual achievements by players, it could be something that the whole team's achieved, might be a club milestone or just something quite quirky that's happened. So there's undoubtedly going to be games in this book um, that you're going to think of that, that aren't in there just because of the 100 limit. Can I bring one up? Chad, it's Jonathan. Hello, how are you, mate? Yeah, hi, John. Um, it's um, the the Chelsea Preston North End game uh, that was uh, um, took place in the afternoon because the floodlights had failed. Right. Is that one? Is that one in? Do you, it, uh, it, it's about nineteen you know nineteen sixty six, I think. Uh, I mean, I, I've included so many. Uh, so many of the games in there, I can't even remember myself. Yeah, but it's only a, it's, um, it's because it's a personal thing for me, you know. That's why I've. Uh, he he I've always does it. this, Chad. Oh, he sorry, did this. Chad, with, I think it was uh, Marco <laughs> when we were talking to Marco about his, his song book. book. That's right. Jonathan gets. Oh, you got this song in there? Mark yeah. said, uh, "No." <laughs> oh, you got this song in? Uh, no. I'm, so he does I'm it to go everybody. For a guess mate. and ask: Is is Chelsea five Manchester United nil in it? Um, you have to wait and see. That, oh, uh, again, Massimo but, Taibi game. Yeah, so it's when, legs, but when you but say memorable, yeah. do you mean because they were great, or is there like truly atrocious matches in there as well? Oh, there's some there's some defeats in there as well. Yeah, did you just, um, uh, Chelsea winning? Did you put the uh, 1915 FA Cup final in? Uh, that is in there. Yeah, that's one of the uh, the earlier chapters. Um, losing to Sheffield United, three yeah. 0 in there. Yeah, so, Cocky Cup you know, final. It's, it's part of our it's part of our history, you know. So um, Britain's very only... memorable. It's our first ever uh, cup final. Mm. Britain's only ever wartime FA Cup final as well. It is. It is. It is. Jonathan was there, I think. <laughs> yes, yes, I was there when the he club was, the was founded. Were you wearing your navy blue or your your khaki? <laughs> I was wearing a blue and white striped blazer. Were you, darling? Oh, yes. Lovely. So, Chad, I know that I, I, I know this is your first book, and and I, I applaud everybody. Uh, and there are so many great uh, books written by by you know Chelsea supporters. Alex, in fact, we have one with her with us tonight. You know, she wrote her Chelsea in the First World War book. Marco, I know, has has published this for you, hasn't he? On his on his Gate yeah, Seventeen, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, so what you know what 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 drove you to write a book? What was the inspiration for it? Well, I got the idea um, as kind of in a bit of a debate about Chelsea's best ever goals, really, and people always going to have their own opinions about it and there's going to be um, arguments with you know who's who scored the best goal and but I don't think anybody ever kind of talks about the matches that they've had now if you ask the Chelsea fan what their their greatest match that there is a lot of them are going to say Munich 2012 or maybe winning the league at Bolton in 2005 
or uh, you know older generations are going to say kind of the FA Cup final from 1970 and all that. But I've never found anywhere really that's kind of talked about those matches uh, in one place. And I've always enjoyed listening to other fans uh, and reading about other games um, and hearing the stories um, that have come about. And it's it's all really helped me learn more about the club that I love. So this book really is um, the idea of helping other people to learn a bit more about, about Chelsea. Great stuff. So, Chad, where, you know, when's it coming out and how do we get it? Uh, it's coming out, on, it's been launched on Monday, uh, and you can go to my Twitter page, uh, which is at Chelsea Chatter. I'll have some more details in there on Monday. It'll be available worldwide from Amazon uh, as a paperback copy and as an ebook as well. And we can get it from the stall on match days, the CFC UK stall? Yeah, Mark has very kindly um, ordered some books, so you can pick it up on a match day at the CFC UK stall. Um, should be available um, as soon as possible, really. I'll be getting one of them. So will I. And uh, we'll hopefully you and I will speak again, and we can have a little competition to win it on our Monday show uh, next yeah, Monday. That'd be, that'd yeah, that'd be fantastic. Lovely. Chad, yeah. Brilliant. Chad, you're a star, mate. Lovely Thank to talk so to you much, again. Well done, uh, mate. Well done. On, Brilliant. Uh, Chad, uh, also known as Chelsea Chadder. At Chelsea Chadder. There you go, on Love Sport Radio this evening. 558 AM Love Sport Love Sport I work for RespokesmanSaid.com We can help you save money on your home insurance All you need to do is visit RespokesmanSaid.com And find out if we can find you a better deal The Score With James Sherwood and Richard Lee Arsenal have a very demanding fan base as you know but I think the aim has got to be just to see some sort of progress and and whether that means even finishing fifth you know it's progress but at the moment we're seeing the sort of rebuilding phase and, and we just need to be patient you know I'd like to see Arsenal break into the top four of course I would that has to be the aim I think you should aim for the very top but at this moment in time a realistic expectation is to make the top six get ourselves back into the Europa League and if we're going to make it into the Champions League then the Europa League seems our best bet at the minute Saturdays from 2.30 on Love Sport. This is Love Sport. Yeah, this is Love Sport Radio with your Chelsea fancast. 0208 70 2558 is the number to call. Uh, let's look back at the game against Burnley. Um, how bad were they? How good were Chelsea? They I, were a awful. bit of both, wasn't it, Alex? I think they were awful. But we were good. But we were good. We were good. And you, you can only beat what's put yes. in front of you, and yes. we smashed them. Yes. But they were. But that's the worst I've ever seen Burnley at Burnley. They usually at least are a little bit dogged and other than annoying. the first ten minutes. Yeah when they were excellent it was yeah. a, a weird couple of games wasn't it it was, it was like yeah. I mean, a, a, two games within one I mean well because they were rubbish weren't they and then they started to look like they were getting going in the season this is and then they just took a massive step back against us and I wasn't expecting that I was expecting you were there weren't you I was expecting heartbreak and agony as usual away at Burnley because they normally there, they, they put it about they put it about a bit and they didn't put it particularly about, put it and also about. Ashley Barnes didn't come on and he normally comes on yeah. and scores but he, he came on and kicked someone which oh, is true to form, yeah. Does. form yeah. excellent I've never forgiven him for nearly <laughs> killing Matic, Matic yeah, actually that yeah. was horrible that tackle that really was and Matic got sent off for yeah, him yeah for pushing nuts. him he only pushed him he should have absolutely decked him mate. he should have chinned him the referee didn't 
didn't understand. Oh, who was, who was the referee that day? Do you remember? Oh, I can't. I can't remember. Remember. One of the one of the coterie of idiots <laughs> yes, that we have as yes. the referee. A and other they idiot. All, they all you, merge into one. You know, talking a slight tangent. I, I accept. So apologies for that. But you know, when we had Henry Winter doing the uh, Supporters Trust SGM, yeah. it was fascinating hearing Henry talk about uh, referees. He was scathing. Mm. He said it's the, the this the last couple of years over in England the worst bunch of referees we've it's ever had. Ever since. I mean, that was a. Dare I, was astonished I say by it? Ever since Clattenburg left. All of a sudden, but he was highly rated. He was. Well, he was. I mean, I know he's he available was... again. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's been, so he's been I hear. Sacked, yeah. he? he might reappear. What did he do? Why did he get sacked? He has, I don't think he was sacked. He was just he, he end, asked, end he of the I love that tell-all interview he did for the Daily Fail, in which he uh, he uh, revealed that a Chelsea fan once threw a sausage roll at him. It's probably Tim. Yeah, probably. I, I actually that's, why worked, that's why he's known as he, Sausage. He was I worked with him in the summer. He was looking hungry. Sorry, Aaron. I, I worked with Clattenburg. Did you summer. really? Was yeah. he, what's he like? Genuinely, what's he's he like? actually a really is top really? guy. Yeah, he, funny. He's guy. like that, isn't he? All the he's time. Like that. He's like, 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 that. Like, yeah, Aaron He's he's a funny guy. A very very funny guy. Oh. I was working on the the Connie for World Cup with him oh, for, that's for, right, a, for yeah. a certain betting company, and they, they imported him from Saudi Arabia. The one thing about him was that you could never complain about. He was always on top of the game. Yeah. Really, he really was. But then the, the the biggest complaint against him was that he was too friendly. He thought he was one, he, of, the lads, one of the lads with his hair plugs and his. I, I, I remember the Chelsea United game at the Bridge. Where in, in Fergie's last season, where, where for about 80 minutes of the game, we kept seeing Clattenburg, Clattenburg running down the wind that's just to right, that's blah. right. You had, a, you had a banner. Clattenburg, Clattenburg. Do you know the interesting thing about the interview with him? It really was interesting to hear that he's. It, what he regrets is doing everything too soon in the world of refereeing because for things like. World Cups and that you're only allowed to do it once, aren't mm, you? That's right. So if you achieve it all, and he done it, he did a Champions League final and a Europa League final. So he's got those silly tattoos that he's tell you. He's done it all. He said he's done <laughs> that's it all. the problem is he's is doing it all, it all too he's soon. Done it all. The he's trouble with um, um, witty um, fans uh, making an, um, chants during the game at Stamford Bridge is that, particularly if they're from the north, is they're completely unintelligible. Which is when we sing, yeah. Speak English. Why don't you speak English? So, so you were saying what a great chant it was, Clattenburg, Clattenburg. Well, all we're hearing is <laughs> you're hearing is Battenberg. No, if this, if this was United, we were all hearing London accents. Let's not. Oh, well, we hey, listen. Talking of that, of the we moment uh, of the match, what used to be in the old-fashioned days, of the fan cars be known as the Guinness or the celery, yeah. the celery moment. Yeah. I think yeah. was when the Derby fans were singing, "Shall we score a goal for you?" Yes. And, we and then they did. Derby, Derby <laughs> scores a goal. Derby. But then when we goal. did score a goal, we took the same tune That's and right. saying we've That's scored brilliant. a goal. I think there was some stat that Chelsea had scored two goals with 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 no shots on target right. or something. Yeah. Like that was pretty it was much it. It was well, so quick, delightful. Tamori is a Chelsea player, really. There was a, an article in the Standard this evening about. Morata thinking he'd turned a corner. He was saying that. But uh, well, Morata said that. He said this, yeah, that he. What since Burnley? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I, I thought the 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 sight of the ball hitting him on the head in front of goal and him going ah! and it, and it going past because he didn't go to head it was a, a special low for me. So, but the uh, thing is, though, he only received one really good ball all night, yeah. and that was a cross in that from was the header. Kante. No, Loftus no, Cheek. Loftus Cheek. It was at the shed end. 
in the first oh, no, half. No, that wasn't no there was another one. This other okay. one in the he second, fed off second scraps half in where that he, game. all he needed to do was to do what normal strikers yeah, yeah, do. Yeah, but it looked like he didn't know ball. it was coming. He didn't, and he yeah. hit him on the head. Yeah. And you go, no, you're in front of the goal. Don't let the ball hit you on the but head. I do think there's a tendency to jump on every failed chance with yeah. him. I mean, every striker has multiple failed but chances in a game. They don't score every time, but weirdly, he fed he, off scraps. He defended very well. He always does. Him on the near post yeah. for yeah. set plays, yeah. it all, he always heads it clear. But I tell you what. Stop laughing, Aaron. I do think <laughs> him going, weirdly I, defended very well. Yeah. You can you can make no judgment over there with your overweight number nine. Hey, anyway, he scored more goals than Marta. Uh I do think because uh, he's getting a pie for I, everyone. Alex Persock in it, <laughs> uh, but not one of Jonathan's. I know where they've been. <laughs> no, I, but I, I thought, bathe every day. I thought I thought actually with my man, sir. Irrespective of what we say about Morata, and I mean I've been digging him out for weeks, quite rightly so, I think. But I do think because we talked about this on Monday, Jonathan, and he, and he played much better against it. Burnley. Yeah, I, but the, the thing that impressed me most against Burnley was the fact that he got stuck in. And he didn't fall over any time, every time somebody breathed on him, which is what he's been doing and driving us all. I mean, the Man United game, if I could have leapt, you know, from the back of the gate 17 to lump him one, I think I would have done. Because it was just, you know, you don't do that as a professional. You'd have been banned. Well, I would have been. I'd also been Superman, because it's about, you know, 40 yards beneath me. uh, You you would have attached a rope. I could, something, have there there. Oh, I could have bungee jumped down there. I could have abseiled yeah, down perfect. there, like Tarzan or something. Perfect. In my loincloth. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> and my spectacles. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, the bottom line was, he was awful against United and weak. Every time a, a United defender clattered into the back of him, he went down like a sack of spuds. He didn't do he didn't that do against that. Burnley. Whereas he got stuck in. He looked like he was he up did. for it. Whereas certain other players who played for Chelsea on Wednesday... Um, like the the right back, for example, should uh, it should all disappear? He should no longer be selected. I, I did that thing I haven't done for thirty years, which was when the ball was going to be. He looked at him as a position, Zappacosta. I actually shouted out, "Don't pass it to him!" And I thought that's what I used to sound do. like Frankie Howard. I know. Oh no! Ouch! Do you know what I thought? Because I was actually sitting with Dan in the in the back of the West Lower, having quite a relaxed time actually, because you do there. Um, but I, I actually had the horrors all night watching that game, the shivers, because I, I kept on saying to Dan, Dan, who else do we have? You know, if Asby gets injured, <laughs> yes, is, is the only there. choice Zappa Costa? Is there no other choice? I said, what about any of the youth? Have we got no? Dan's saying, nope, nope, nope. If if Aspilicueta gets injured. Our only other option, from what I can figure out, unless somebody phones up and tells me I'm wrong... Moses. Oh, well, great. (laughs) Great. That's what I would call Hobson's choice, mate. Suicide. Moses has become become a better fullback than a winger. I don't think so. I thought he was appalling against Batty Boris. He was terrible. Oh, he just tried too hard and it was awful. There we go. All we need now is to go and have a drink because, as the song says, have a moan, have a drink. You know, that's what we do. Never was a lyric truer for Chelsea. It is, isn't it? Will there be a blue tomorrow? No. No, there won't ever be. (laughs) No, no, no. It's all going downhill. That was written, of course, (laughs) before the the golden era. It was. Well, that was the beginning of the golden era. Well, it was before the FA Cup, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 There we go. Uh, we're going to take a short pause on the back of this. We're going to carry on talking about Burnley versus Chelsea. Don't forget, we've got Sean Derry coming up as well. Deza. Deza, my mate. Pro- top guy. Top, top guy uh, joining us uh, a little bit later on in hopefully about 10 or so minutes' time. This is Love Sport Radio with the Chelsea Fancast. Your news, your views, your voice. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. 
When looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance, Jim went on the spokesmansaid.com and saved hundreds. I'm Jim. I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the car insurance for our Citroen C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman said and saved an incredible £600. Just amazing. Signing up to a spokesman said, best thing I could have done. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesmansaid.com. Getting real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesmansaid.com. The Lord's Taverners, the leading disability youth cricket charity in the UK, is all about giving young people a sporting chance. There are lots of events you can get involved in over the coming months, from the Lady Taverners Christmas Lunch with Jimmy Tarbuck to the Christmas Carol Concert featuring Joanna Lumley. The charity continues to raise millions and last year alone donated over 40 minibuses to schools and clubs and provided over 3,900 cricket coaching sessions. Visit lordtaverners.org to find out more information and how you can get involved. I'm a real snack monster. But mum and dad says all that munching isn't good for me. Around half the sugar we eat comes from unhealthy snacks and sugary drinks. If you want to change from a snack monster to a snack star, search Change for Life for loads of healthy snacking ideas. Partnerships can be a wonderful thing, but sometimes good partnerships go bad. Marriage is by far the most important partnership in most people's lives. Everything you own or care about, even children, become a sort of partnership property. Unfortunately, sometimes only one person's vote destroys that partnership. Cordell and Cordell represent men whose partner has cast that vote. Call 0330-6060-161 or visit cordellcordell.co.uk. A partner men can count on. Love Sport. Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play. Love Sport, 558 AM. Friday night across the capital means one thing and one thing only. It's the Chelsea Fan Show on Love Sport Radio. Um, or if you're listening in Dusseldorf, Guten Abend. Guten Abend, Guten meine Abend. Freunde. Yeah. <laughs> this is Lieber Sport Radio. Um, <laughs> let's let's cross to America. Let's talk Lieber to Daniel. Sport Radio. Li- Lieber, <laughs> Lieber Sport. Don't be rude about my liver sports. Lieber Sport Radio. Uh, let's talk to Daniel from San Diego in California. How are you, Daniel? I'm very good. How about everybody else? Dan, yeah, how are you, over, mate? You're right. Taking over. I have the sudden yeah, urge to sing nice, California Dreaming. Oh, don't interrupt don't. our guest, uh, uh, Alex. But how, how's it going with you, Dan? What can we do you for, it's sir? It's very good. Well, you know, I didn't want to start off this way, but I have to pick you all up because <gasps> I, I, I'm not someone who go, comes out and flags him off, but Gary Cahill is past it. Yeah. He has constantly had a mistake in him ever since we signed him. No, 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 definitely no, not. No, oh, no, no. Don't agree with that. He's, he, has, he has had at least two to four mistakes in him a season, which has cost us goals. Yeah. Um, I'm not buying that, Dan. I, that I, want, I, I want evidence. I want the proof and the statistical evidence produced now. 
Otherwise, right I'm now, not now, <laughs> immediately. Right now, I, you see, I knew this, and I, you know, I'm <laughs> He's have done to go it. back now. To, he may specifically to find the emails, and I will email it into the podcast. Do it, do it for Monday, because we're, we're back on a Monday. And if you come up with it, I will read, or Jonathan will read it out. You know me; I have no problem doing that. Yeah, no, I mean, because the sad thing is, they have cost us points. Maybe you know, maybe here or there, but I mean. I have nothing against him as an individual, as a character. I think he's been a great servant. He turned up arguably the best night, in, you know, in the history when he turned up in Munich with David Luiz, who equally just has as many mistakes, if not more, in him. But you got, can't get a pass for just ultimately wearing the, you know, the no, shirt. I don't, you're not Dan, enough, Dan, and he's Dan. I don't, I don't. There's a, there's a lot of what you're saying that we don't disagree with. You know, we recognise he's not the best Chelsea defender we've ever had. He's not a world class defender. He's not the best defender ever. You know, he like, and I. This is the point that I'm, I really wanted to make. He, you know, he is not the only footballer in the world that makes mistakes there are plenty of footballers plenty of chelsea footballers that make mistakes that have cost us games cost us goals what what we all hate about the situation and why we're defending him so stoically is because the unnecessary vile and rampant abuse and there is no need for any of that he may not be good enough he may be past it but there's no need to just dig him out on it all the time and some of it is vile he may no i've seen some of it online and he, it's not it, to dig somebody out to the degree that he gets coated off yeah, isn't right. And I agree exactly. with you there. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not condoning that whatsoever. I think the the difference is, for me, he's been past it for two seasons. Mm. I think we all agree and, that he's I mean, reached the point in his career where he's a squad player mm. rather than a first team first choice. But I I don't agree that if you go back, he's cost us. I mean, I mean, the only thing I'd say is you know the 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 constant barrage of abuse that 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 Cahill receives from certain members they are uh, an absolute shah 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 what are you pointing at me for what is it it's a shah shah stinkers stinkers yes yes there you go anyway uh, so i mean you know, dan look fair enough look the bottom line you know it everybody's entitled to opinion and as i said i don't think there's much disagreement with you with, with you at all from all of us that you know poor old gazza's possibly you know not up to it for the level that we want to be uh, as a football club at the moment but you know as i said you, there's no need to abuse these people i mean last week you'll know this because you, you're on twitter a lot you know they were digging will you now and they were giving him death threats and all sorts of racist and stuff. And he's had suddenly two great games. And now and they, now they, they who should we pick on yeah. this week? It's, it's, I think there's a lot of that about it as well, isn't there? I mean, the, the Twitter earthy out there, I mean, it's one reason that, in all honesty, it's, it's quite juvenile to obviously use the, the phrase to say the least. But, I mean, my other thing out of it was, uh, you know, out of Wednesday, Wednesday's takeaway is, I mean, and everyone seems to have glossed over it so you know, so easily. How bad was Christensen? Yeah. He was awful. I he, thought he, Cahill suffered because Christensen yeah. was so bad. When Lewis came on, oh. he and Cahill looked yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, that's a I good mean, Christensen point. Christensen sold him short on a number of balls, on a number of passes where you can see Cahill was easily looking forward to look a bit more positive. Christensen, I mean, it's almost like he's regressed three seasons. I was going to say, yeah. And... Uh, but I find it astonishing that nobody's dug uh, him out to the same degree. The, Dan, 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 And you still get a lot of people out there. Well, hold on, let me get the finish draft while I'm still in the but train. But Dan, of Dan, listen. I, 
there's another there's another thing you've got to consider here and i think two, two things number one that defense hardly has ever played together two hardly any of them have played many minutes recently so they're going to be a bit rusty but also more to the point and this is what i think we all forget as chelsea supporters naturally we're biased and myopic that's kind of what it's supposed to be but there was another team playing who had a really good strategy good. who who executed it very very well who completely you know completely stopped uh, Fabregas from supplying anything to anybody put much more pressure on the defense he really didn't need it and the other thing I would say is you know if you're going to dig out Cahill we should dig out Fabregas too because he's passed it his legs have gone and he couldn't defend for Toffee mate I am on the record as the podcast Mm, is saying what's well known what I think about Sesk on that one you know Great going forward, no legs, slower than an old lady in a wheelchair without a motor. <laughs> slower um, than me and Jonathan in a three-legged race. Oh, thank you. I think you make a very, very but, good point, though, that Christensen seems to have mm. regressed this season. I know the injury hasn't helped. Um, he, he seemed to get a slower start than anyone else before that, after the World Cup. But he's definitely gone backwards, I think. And the amount of love that comes out for him because he's young and he's the way forward and yeah. oh, he broke in last season. This this bizarre I mean, fascination with the youth, which I find very own. uncomfortable. One of our own. Well, he's not. He's from... No, almost. Wherever he's from. Yeah, Denmark. Denmark. Yeah, but he's still... One <laughs> of our Danish own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, brilliant stuff, mate. Great Thank to hear you, Dan, you. For, uh, for giving us a call this evening. Uh, you can do so as well. 0208 7020 558 is the number to call. What's the number again? Oh two oh eight seventy twenty five five eight. The funny thing is, usually when he does like his voices and stuff, I can't really imagine him. But because you're wearing the tux, <laughs> it works. It works well. Do you think I should wear the tux every time I come in here? Yes, for broadcast. Yes, but I've been forced to speak in this voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's take a break. <laughs> we'll speak to Sean Derry next. Love sports. It's the Brian Moore Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Gray. The reason I started doing yoga was I, f- I genuinely felt I was you know, seizing up. But I mean, partly that's due to wear and tear of a sporting career as well. Yeah. And I, you know what? I wish um, I'd been told how beneficial stretching and flexibility is to performance. I didn't really understand that. Sporting and if you think, performance, yeah. Yeah, sporting Sorry. performance. If you think, well, yeah, yes. <laughs> and, uh, and other things, actually, yeah. <laughs> if I come to think about it, yeah. It's the Brian Mall Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Grey. Join the pack weekdays from 3pm on Love Sport. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. Love Sport, 558am. The Opposition View on Love Sport. Yeah, time to get the Opposition View on Love Sport Radio. And we've got a real treat for you this evening uh, because we've got a proper Crystal Palace legend. Uh, This man had uh, three spells at the Eagles. He's currently... uh, a coach now after uh, a couple of spells in management with Notts County and Cambridge United Sean Derry good evening good evening guys how are you yeah very well thanks pal great to hear from you uh, once again thanks uh, thanks for joining us um, first and foremost any memories of, of playing Chelsea <laughs> either with Palace with QPR I mean um, do, do you fancy sharing them I was only on about this the other day actually yeah I mean especially at QPR we had a 
pretty good um, pretty good rivalry there. I think we, we, we won at home, um, 1-0 in the infamous um, Ferdinand and uh, mm. John Terry battle. And then we went to, um, we actually played away that same season, got battered 6-1 away at Stamford Bridge. Funnily enough, when, I remember um, that one too, Sean. I'm sure you do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Torres got an hat-trick, and um, right. I think Clint Hill, it was funny because Clint Hill came That was Hill in the cup, wasn't it, Sean? No, it was a league game. Was it a league game? Yeah, it was, oh, yeah. Right. Clint Hill came in, and he threw his boots on the floor and threatened to retire. <laughs> <laughs> it's because Torres scored the hat-trick, that's yeah. why. I said, come yeah. on, mate, there'll be bigger and better players than you who's going to be rinsed by um, Fernando Torres. So we got him quickly back on the horse again. He went again the next week. <laughs> <That's> brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. No, we've had some we've had some good battles, and obviously, really looking forward to the um, really looking forward to the game on Sunday. I'm actually covering it for a for a um, radio station. So Excellent, I'm really oh, looking nice forward one. to it. Really so looking forward to you'll, it. You'll be in the you'll be in the press box then. No, I won't be going. It's not a live one. Right. It's, a, it's a studio one, so I'll be nice and touch up yeah. warm. Nice me, one. Um, um, Sean, I, I watched. Uh, I watched. Uh, actually, I was. I was here uh, doing the Sunday show. Funnily enough, but I was watching the the Palace Arsenal game. We were kind of covering it in here, and and I actually thought because I mean Palace's form has been pretty ropey. Let's be honest this season, and yet I thought I thought they really were very unlucky not to beat Arsenal, who of course have been in pretty good form themselves. And what I, I, they really stuck it at them. They were really going for it. I was very. I was actually quite impressed with them, to be honest. Me too. I mean, um, I had it on in the background. I was up at St George's Park on the day, so we had we, we had it up in the background watching it, and I was so oh, delighted with the result. I mean, I'm hopeful that's the the kickstart to some good home form. Um, obviously, scoring the goals and being pretty dry up until that point, it's um, it's important that you know Palace can put a little bit of a run together. I'm sure they can. Mm. I mean, their, their home form's been, you know, pretty dire apart from that 2-2 against Arsenal. But actually, the, their away form seems to have been a little bit better, doesn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's an accumulation of a couple of reasons. It's um, still perhaps searching for that number nine. Um, you know, perhaps that could be addressed in January, possibly. Mm. Um, and I think it's sometimes easy to play away, you know, when you can play the type of football that Palace are very good at doing is catching teams on the break you know with the pace that they've got out wide it's um you know it seems to be conducive to an away type of performance in fairness to palace though looking at that run of form um bournemouth wolves everton they haven't been easy fixtures have they they've gone a bit of a bit of a rotten run of fixtures well they are aren't they Mm. i mean uh, mean, i'm ignoring middlesbrough i presume they didn't put out a full strength team for that I didn't see the team, to be fair, what they mm. put out at Middlesbrough. I mean, I, I, I know that Zaha wasn't up there and one or two others. Which and the missing I mean, Ward Zaha's, and Benteke as well. Well, when Zaha's not in the team, you know, it makes it very difficult. To, I think he's to a fabulous a player, Zaha, and I think he's, he's been very unfairly treated by referees, actually. I think they're doing this serial fouling with him, which is uh, appears to be the norm. Did you, did, you, did you ever do that when you were playing for Rangers? Did Neil <laughs> Warnock ask you to do that ever? No, I was never further enough up the field to um, <laughs> run around. Sean, Sean, I was going to say, actually, that's a good point because, you know, I mean, you know, we, we get a bit steamed up by, by the treatment that, that Hazard gets. And, you know, uh, me and Jonathan, are you know, we, we've been around for a long time. So I, I don't mind, you know, a bit of roughhousing and, and players giving it out. But I think our focus is on, well, you know, look, the referees have got to step in and deal with it when it happens. And, I, and I'm thinking that Zahar gets the same. And, of course, he came out with it, didn't he? And he actually publicly said, look, he's, he's had enough of, you know, being 
kicked basically in every game do you think he was right to do that i mean you, you as i recall sean you weren't the kind of player who would ever have complained about that kind of thing so well, no i mean you know I, I know the game's changed to get that and i think uh, and i do think it's right that we should have a level of protection for our most um, yeah. kind of creative types of players because what you don't want to see is them injured yeah. you know like i love well, like hazard are. now well, I love watching. I love watching them both. You know, they are mm. two of my favourite players. I'm perhaps a little bit biased for Wilford, but mm. he's, um, you know, he, he's an outstanding player. who probably can play for any Premier League team. Um, so you don't want to see him injured. And I can, I, I can kind of get why he went to press, but then perhaps in hindsight, you know, he might look back and say, well, it's brought him a lot of adverse, negative press. And but then perhaps you don't really want that. I think Hazard is more likely to get. Um to get looked after we had a game with Mike Dean um, in the last couple of weeks who really did stand for none of the taking it in turns to foul him and that and I don't know maybe now he has come out and said that yes it came off as a bit whiny to some people and people said you have to man up and you have to take it but I, I don't know does that mean that he, he might now get a bit more protection if that happens then arguably who cares what people think of him well, this is it. I mean, uh, when when you have the referees' um, meetings prior to the season starting, you know these, the rules change pretty regularly anyway. And and, and I remember I remember last year, not this year, but last year, going to a referees' meeting and them actually saying they're going to be more protection for the players. Mm. And me, with my own background, you're thinking, well, you don't want the game to get soft because you know the physicality yeah, of it. I agree yeah. with that absolutely. Is, is what makes it a contest. Yeah. So as much as you know the great football as well. So yeah, I, well, I agree entirely with that. As I said, Jim, you know, certainly me and Jonathan have been around a while, and that's the kind of football I grew up with. And it, you know, I, I don't want it to become a non-contact sport, which is no. In some, then, yeah, you know, in some respects, how it's how it's kind of panning out. Um, you know, Sean, you, we all think, obviously, we're Chelsea supporters. We think we're going to win on 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 Sunday, but uh, you know, I, I think what we need to guard against is the team being complacent. Because, as I said, I thought Palace played well against Arsenal, so we can't take them lightly. But do you think they've got a chance? Do you think they could cause? upset here? Well, I'll tell you what, I was at the game on Wednesday, the um, the Derby game, um, and I watched the Derby game who took took the game to the opposition, you know, Frank, Frank Lampard's team were unbelievably brave, and they had a way of playing that put Chelsea under a, a lot of pressure, I know they changed the back four on the night, but I saw, I saw a, listen, the great players aren't they, of course they are, but if there is a weakness, it was, can you be brave enough to play against Chelsea, because if you sit off them, I just think that you're, you know, you're going to, you're going to encounter a real difficult afternoon. Mm. And I just like, you know, I, I like, I like it when you go for teams. And I liked watching Derby on Wednesday, and I'd, I'd love to see Palace do that on Sunday. Does it wholly depend on whether Zaha's fit? Well, there's the key. That's your magic yeah, ticket, isn't absolutely. it? You know, if you can, you know, if you've got somebody like Zaha on the pitch, and you can, you can play that type of football. You know, it can cause problems for any defenders. But when you're missing him. It does make the challenge harder. Yeah, he's a good player and, he, and he's a warrior. And I think you're right. I mean, it, if you play like Derby did, you'll cause us problems. Sean, just before we go, I've got something to share with you here. I was at the uh, the Leighton Orient versus Rotherham playoff final at Wembley right. in 2014 with my missus because she worked for Capital One at the time. So I had the old hospitality thing. Anyway, I took a very, very bad selfie because I'm old and I'm not very good at taking them. Anyway, in the selfie that I took, guess who photobombs it? A horrible grey-haired man. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say horrible, but yeah, a, sl- a, a grey <laughs> man me. called Sean Derry. How yeah, about that? Is it the there, same yeah. one, or have you got a twin? No, it's definitely well, Sean. You were there. I think you were. You were Notts County manager. 
I was time, yeah. Time, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a great game, that. To be fair, that it was, was when, wasn't um, it? That was when Steve Evans lost his trousers. Down That's the right. Time, wasn't it? That's right. That is quite common. <laughs> and of course, we had a great view of that because there were great seats where we were. And you know, I've never sat in that bit of Wembley, so I quite I was quite impressed with that. And actually, I was quite impressed with the football. I, I kind of wanted Leighton Orient to win that day, but they, it wasn't to be. But there you go. So there you go. So you're you're you photo bomb my selfie, Sean. But it's all right. <laughs> I forgive you. <laughs> how do you see uh, how do you see this song going Sean how do I see sorry what how do you see the game going Sunday well I mean again just 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 revisiting what I've just said it's going to be difficult for Palace but uh, I've just got a sneaky feeling I really have I'm, I'm really hopeful that Palace can build on last week's um, draw against Arsenal because that's got to give them a lot of confidence yeah. and you've got to take that confidence especially when you go up to Middlesbrough and make the changes that Roy did He's obviously got his one eye on Sunday being the major game, and rightly so. I, I, I think it's going to be a score draw. I just want to remind you that you hadn't scored in about three years, the lot, and you managed to beat us. Yeah. So, Don't worry uh, about that. We yeah. scored twice last Sunday. So okay. I, I, I <laughs> yeah, but the moment. on that run last year, Sean, do you remember when you had... Uh, who was the Dutch guy, the manager? Oh, De Boer. Yeah, uh, De Boer. De Boer. Oh, you know, you were on that awful run got rid of him and then and then we were the next match up after that awful losing streak that's right. we won. One, one yeah, that's yeah, right yeah. so it happens it happens that's the game that's what we love isn't it yeah, because you know that's, that's why we watch the game and involved in the game because there's always that scenario especially in the Premier League yeah, yeah. you know it's not like the um, the Liga or you know the, the, the French top division it's it's bonkers. Still happen. It is bonkers. You're right. <laughs> it is, but it's also, I think, you know, it just shows you qualitatively how, you know, the gap I think is narrowed. I mean, I know that City and Liverpool, with the money and everything, have perhaps belie that, but I think it is an incredibly competitive league, and I think that's why we do love it. So I think it's. Spot well, I'll tell on you there. what I loved on Wednesday. I loved watching a Championship side like Derby. You know, and, and Derby have got aspirations themselves to get in the Premier League, but I really believe that any of the top ten in the Championship can fully go and justify the place in the Premier League next year. Mm. But, you know, albeit in the bottom half of the Premier League. Yeah. And that's what's brilliant about English football. Sh- Sean, obviously, you know, you, you manage at Notts County and Cambridge United, you know, two completely different clubs to Derby County. When you look at someone yeah. like Frank Lampard, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, I can imagine you sitting there at you, you know, your kitchen table in the morning looking at the paper and obviously... The, 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 the loving that's happening in the media right now towards Frank Lampard who let's be fair who has a humongous budget in the championship and a chairman that is willing to bankroll him yeah. you, no you must look at him and just go like whoa okay it's, it's like a whole new ball game compared to Notts County in Cambridge isn't it well it's funny I was um, I was speaking to big Peter Crouch yesterday and um, you know he's obviously coming to the latter stages of his career and he's doing his coaching badges and I'm sure like any older established Premier League football wants to get on the ladder of management. I said to him, don't, don't touch League One and League Two unless you've got one of them budgets that allows you to progress and gives you a chance. I mean, I'm, look, I, I loved my time at Notts County and I enjoyed the majority of my time at Cambridge United. But when you know that you're going into work and you've actually got limited chance of succeeding at a football club, it, it, it's difficult. And I'm not knocking it because it gave me a great opportunity to be a manager. And, you know, I'll be forever thankful for that. But you do wish that, you know, the, perhaps the funds were shared throughout the levels a little bit better just to give you, you know, a, a, a better taste of perhaps succeeding at your jobs. Can I ask, um, do you look at Lampard getting a job 
with the money at Derby in the Championship when he's not managed anywhere before? And does it does it annoy you? No, it doesn't annoy me. I really, I mean, I, I don't know Frank Lampard. I've met him once, and he seems like an unbelievable guy. He's mm. Charismatic, and he's he's got that aura about him. And I think when you walk into any football club with them values and them qualities, you're going to get the players' response here. And I, and, and I can see why Derby appointed him, just like you can see Rangers appointing mm. Gerrard, you know, up the road. Mm. You get it. These are superstar footballers. But, I with very good support of experience, I think, as well, like Morris with key. them. And I think they wouldn't be doing as well as they are if they didn't have that with them. Gary McAllister, you mm. know, sat there alongside Stephen Gerrard. He's the key, he's isn't he? Mm. Well, he'll back it. Look, these two guys will back themselves, and rightly so. But along the way, you do need to learn the ropes. And, mm. and that's what I've been doing over the last five or six years, is experiencing different levels of, of football to perhaps you know, what, what my career was. Yeah. I've, I, I have enjoyed it. I have enjoyed it. When were you going to get back into it, Sean? Yeah, that's the challenge. You know, When I a club thought, comes I, along with money. Well, it's not <laughs> so much the money. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's if anyone takes that chance again. You know, that's, that's the key. There's so many out-of-work managers now. It's, mm. it's incredible. Yeah, and lots of foreign ones in the game as there well. There you go, yeah. there you go. Um, Sean, thank you so much for joining us uh, this Cheers, Sean. evening. Sean Derry, Hello, former Sean. Crystal Palace. Um, I'm going to say defender slash midfielder slash he could do a job pretty he much. He could, I, I, he was a good player actually. Like, Definitely was, I remember him back at Portsmouth yeah. in the yeah. uh, My dad's early 2000, yeah. play out Pompey. Uh, it's Love Sport Radio, just past quarter to nine on this Friday night. We're going to uh, carry on our preview to the game of the weekend, Chelsea taking on Crystal Palace. Giving your team a voice, Love Sport Radio. Can you save money on your car insurance? Chris did with a little help from a spokesman said.com. Getting real people, real savings. I'm Chris from Leicestershire, a truck driver. I went on a spokesman set, which was very easy to use for an old kit like myself. And the £300 savings enabled me to take my granddaughter to Pontins on holiday. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesman said.com. Real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. If you're in business, I bet you hate wasting money. We Do Taxi Tops can help you achieve minimum wastage on your advertising costs and maximum exposure. Our revolutionary taxi tops can target your potential customers in the right place at the right time. So your message has the greatest potential for making an impact. We Do Taxi Tops. Visit wedoh.com. We Do. The smarter, quicker way of advertising in London. Supporting London businesses of all sizes. My family and I are shake, shake, shaking off the salt. But did you know most of the salt we eat doesn't come from the salt shaker? It's already in the foods we buy. Sauces, ready meals, cereals. It's surprising where salt pops up. That's why we use the Change for Life Food Scanner app. With a simple scan of the barcode, it shows us how much salt is in our favourite food, so we can make healthier choices. Easy. Be food smart. Download the Food Scanner app today. Love Sport. Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play. 
The Novotel London Blackfriars, the official hotel partner of Love Sport. Located just minutes away from the city and London's famous South Bank. You can kick back and taste the flavours of the world at the Jamboree Bar and Grill and enjoy all the sights of London in style. The Novotel London Blackfriars. This is Love Sport. Of course, Chelsea taking on uh, Crystal Palace. The Glaziers. The Glaziers. No, Glaziers are Coventry. No, no, no. Glaziers were Crystal Palace. Oh no, was it? Who was Glazier Gla- who played for Coventry? Oh, good get out. I like that. Shifty. Yeah, shifty. Should bring up word. some anecdote from yeah. the fifties yeah. yeah. when yeah. no yeah. one else was <laughs> born. I've, I've never a dog ran on the pitch. <laughs> yes. a dog ran on oh, the pitch. Did Jonathan, Jonathan, and weed Jonathan. on the girl pitch. He's Jonathan. like Uncle Albert, isn't he? For every single, for every single story that kiddo does, <laughs> it's just like, oh, you know, who's that? Uh, oh well, yeah, no. But I remember that it was in 1950s, and a dog ran on the pitch. Jonathan, He's like a dog, dog. And urinated on the centre half. Jonathan, did the floodlights go out by any chance? <laughs> they did. Well, who knew? Yes, How about that? I pulled the fuse. I was there with my probably by, probably by urinating on yeah. it. Yes, I got a shock. It blew. The fuse. You, obviously. you are the Uncle Albert of Chelsea. It is, it during is. the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I'll be on that, will he? That was Uncle Albert. During the 60s. That's right. Of course, uh, Chelsea. Uh, it's a Sunday afternoon one um, yeah. which means that up in hospitality the roaring fires will be going obviously the winter oh, has set in cold. yeah oh yes I'm not sure I'll be venturing out to watch any of the football at all <laughs> goodness me no, but they cocoon you in blankets well, they could do but uh, by then I'm just and Sopwith could carry yes. you fed, what, what? fed marshmallows <laughs> and Smarties damn what will them. be on the menu Oh, I hope the venison is on the menu. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Swan. They have they have some interesting cauliflower pies. Oh, what do you want them? I don't, I've never had one. Sop with swears by. They're very <laughs> experimental. They had cornbread cornbread muffins with jalapenos last time I was what? here. What? I know. Savory. Why muffins. are we talking about food? Gentrifi- how do we get on to gentrification food? Gentrification in vegan food. food. Shut up. Stop gentrification moaning. in football once again. Takes we were being over. inclusive for you. Gentrification. Yes. You know, whoever invented the brioche bun, you have no place at football. <laughs> um, right, yeah, let's look ahead to it. Chelsea Aye. versus Palace, they can't score. No. Well, they did twice last week, but they were yeah, penalties. Yeah, but before that... They were penalties. It just also, means they'll score yeah. three also, against us. Sean Blessing was talking about our second team that they were yeah, playing against. Yeah, that's true. That is true. You know, they may yeah. put it at Chelsea, but I'm afraid they'll yeah, but put I, it back at them. Yeah, I agree, but we all know, and Sarri even admitted it in his presser today, you know, the defence is still not a, a finely tuned, well oiled machine. Yeah, is but it? the difference is, is that um, None of the, those the current Chelsea play. do play, uh, get 72% possession and spend yeah, most of the they've time got to get the position ball, half. They? They've got to get it. They've got to get the ball. But you've they got, do. You're dealing with Jorginho. You're they, de- now, may I just say that I thought Kante's may I just display, say? Um, yeah, display in the FLDC game. Yes. Um, <laughs> was bizarre yeah because yeah. he he just played right sort of right behind Morata yeah, and never came back I and I thought 
Why on earth is the best... Cent- we, we keep talking about this, but we've deployed even even worse in this situation. Well, I think Sarri's telling weird. him to do that, to be fair. Yeah, but why? I don't he, know. He, I'm he not Sarri. He was hardly involved, was <laughs> he? We'll find out. Yeah. I tell you what, though. I mean, they have got Zaha, and he is a hell of a player on his if day. If he plays. You know? Well, if he plays. But mm. we've got the same thing, because we were talking about it earlier on. You know, how, how long is Hazard going to play? Is he going to play 45 minutes of the whole, whole game? We are a very different... I mean, I know we've done well in the last few games without Hazard, but we are a different gravy with him playing, aren't we? I think the key thing is with people talking about oh but we didn't score any goals and we conceded them on Wednesday is that Emerson, Cahill, Christensen yeah. and Zappacosta none of them are going to play no exactly God willing or Fabregas won't play or Fabregas no. yeah I think actually that, that was probably the, the last we'll saying, see of him I think the Fabregas issue on Wednesday was more fundamental than the defensive issue. Well, including Caballero, we changed, I think it was more key than than the overall changes, six out of seven from the back of midfield to the goalkeeper. Of course it was chaos. And and I tell you what, you know, because I don't know, I mean, it's just a feeling I have, so it could be completely wrong and counter... Feel it in your waters. I can. and It could be counterintuitive. Prophetic we... But (laughs) I think it tells you, actually, how important and how good Jorginho is. And yet... You don't notice him, mm. which is odd, isn't it, for somebody who's so crucial and fundamental to how well we are playing. I don't even know what he looks like. I've he looks s- like Jorginho. I know, but I, I don't, I can't see. He's him. the one with big ears that isn't Cahill. Ah. Uh, okay, is he littler than Cahill? Yeah. He's littler than yeah, Cahill. He is. Slim. I think I said it in the blog. I said that um, it was definitely the goal that they scored. Um, the second goal that they scored, there was a gaping chasm bigger than Katie Hopkins in mid-yawn where he would have been for that goal. I think he was the fact that he wasn't there is and the. Fabregas was was the root of the it problem. Was, if he'd have yeah. been there, I don't think we would it have conceded any. It was a terrible goal, that opening it goal. It was frightening. Mm. Cahill oh. slipped over, didn't he? he? What do you, he, he? But he was nowhere near the player no. anyway. Emerson yeah. wasn't tracking back. Uh, it was uh, just and, and Fabregas, lo- I actually prophesied he would lose the ball before he did, yeah. Fabregas. I said, yeah, oh, but, he's going to lose the ball. But, 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 it was a terrible pass by as Cahill well, to him, as well. to be mm. fair. Yes. But yeah. had Fabregas not scored the winner, we'd be roasting him for his performance yeah, but, on Wednesday. Uh, but he did score it, so let's leave him alone. But this is this is the same old thing with Fabregas, who is a hell of a player, but he's a luxury player because he can't run and he can't defend. And that was the case years ago. So if you're going to play a player like Habregas, Habregas, Fabregas, <laughs> you have to have a minder with him. And that's kind of why it worked when Kante was playing almost next to him. Mm. You know, Kante did his running and his defending. Yeah, and you... that, I've got no argument with the, the quality and the technique that he has. I mean, Wonderful some of those passes, hell Wonderful. of a player. But if you play him in Sarri's system, you cannot play him no, in a 4 3 3. Because he doesn't have the legs and he the, can't, def- can't tackle or defend. The key was against. Um, Borisov, he looked world class but because they, they were, were so side, slow. They, were all, they had the a 73-year-old Alexander yeah. Kleb playing for them. <laughs> the minute that there was any pace in the game, he just got ran out of it. And like I said, it was a very, very good goal. Very good that he popped up to score that goal. You're, but he'd been atrocious before that. You're keen to know, aren't you, Chidge, whether um, Kovacic should play instead of Barkley? Well, I, think, I think Barkley, Barkley should must play. play. He must play. Barkley Absolutely. must play. Also because he, he's got such a great shot on him. <laughs> and which, Kovacic, which Kovacic is the new Mikel. Oh my God. <laughs> Go, didn't he? Was another one where uh, when, don't shoot. There was, there was that wonderful moment yeah. where people were shouting, yeah. "Go shoot!" And I'm going, "No, no!" But, but like Mikel, I think tactically he's very important to that mm-hmm. side. He's very good it, on the It's, it's a really, side. it's a really hard choice between Barkley, Kovacic, and Loftus Cheek. Loftus Cheek, but. They are all very, very different in the way they play. But Barkley's got to start for me. He's on fire at the moment. Barkley's on fire. Your defence is terrified. Can we have your score predictions? 3-1 to the Mighty Blues, man. Uh, Yeah, 3-1. 2-0. 2-0 for me. 
which obviously <laughs> means that Palace will win 5-0. Yes. He'll wake up on Sunday <laughs> evening and find out. Still in his, still in his dinner seat. <laughs> With, <yeah. laughs> Only when his pipe falls out of his mouth. With empty of gin. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining me. Uh, of course, this is available via LoveSportRadio.com and On Demand and your, uh, your regular podcast providers as well. To Chelsea Fancher on LoveSport. a.m. Love Sport. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.